Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Why Do I Care? I'm your host, Toby Favalora, and today we will be discussing Hakeem Jeffries and Nancy Pelosi stepping down from House leadership. So without further ado, let's get right into it. So jumping right into it, what what happened? So Nancy Pelosi announced after the midterms that she is going to step down as the majority leader for the um, for the Democrats. And along with her, um, some of the other top leadership also stepped down, including House Majority Whip James Clyburn from South Carolina and Majority Leader Hoyer from Maryland. So that's big. That is really big. This is a massive shakeup because Nancy Pelosi has represented and led the Democrats in the House for around 20 years now. So this is a big change. This is... It's monumental because Nancy Pelosi is 82 years old. She's 82 years old, and that is something that it's colossal. So the the Democrats have had an issue in which their leadership has been a much older generation than kind of their base and many of the people that are being elected in Congress. And Nancy Pelosi is stepping down, and she's not going to be seeking to you know run for Speaker of the House or whatever. And um, that means that they need someone, uh, a, someone new to run and someone new to try to be the, um, you know, for to be the, the, um, the leader of the House Democrat, the, the House Democrats. So Hakeem Jeffries, he has announced and he won that he won. He's going to lead the Democrats in the um in the house of representatives so who is he keep jeffries so he is a new york representative and he is now the first black lawmaker to lead a party in congress ever so this is big this is historic it's good um diversity is good the more people that we have um and democrats the younger people in power all of that stuff i'm going to touch on that a little bit later in the episode so he was um, born in Brooklyn, New York, and he, um, just a little bit on his college, he um, studied political science, then he got um, a master's degree in um, public policy from Georgetown, and he also went to law school at um, NYU, and he was on the law review there. After that, he did a little um, clerking in, for the district uh, courts, and then he started his career Politically, he was elected in 2006. He was elected to the New York Assembly. So he was elected um, statewide first, and they slowly worked his way up in 2012. He was finally elected to the New York's 8th Congressional District, and that is Brooklyn, Queens, that area. And then when he was in Congress, he really, really pushed hard for policing reform. That has kind of been his big focus and his big thing. Policing reform, he wanted to um, have a national ban on chokeholds after um, – uh, the death of Eric Garner, someone who died in 2014 um, because of this restraining mood. And he's also, he was very um, influential. In, um, he was even a co-sponsor of the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. And then that, that uh, it passed the House and then failed the Senate. This was like a couple years ago, maybe a year ago, year or two ago. It's definitely much more recent. But he, he's been on his way up, right? And most notably, in 2019, he became the chairman of the Democratic Caucus. So that meant is that now, he at that point, he was the youngest member who was serving in leadership. That was big. 
he, like I said, he's like 52, I think. And compared to like an 80 something year old, that's a big difference. 30 years makes a huge difference. You know, like that is a lot. That's a large age gap. So this, um, he, he announced that he wanted to run and he, um, his, he plans on, uh, kind of i'm going to quote him he wants to um focus on quote our communication strategy around the messaging principle that values unites issues divide end quote so he really wants to focus on kind of what's um the democrats believe in because the democrats their most of their policies are much more uh, popular than the republicans but they're just losing especially in the messaging battles so he announces his bid and then finally um like wednesday um that's why i kind of recording late and want to see who would win um he he um he won he was voted in um so it was a closed doors as house democrats and um wednesday morning so he ran unopposed which is um something that is uh the reason that he won unopposed was definitely uh for like party unity party unity and because like i said before like clyburn and pelosi they all really endorsed him and he was very he's a very popular guy and he's already been in leadership and it's i think it's fair to say that it is his turn but this also definitely goes against the whole like democrats in disarray kind of narrative because the democrats are very mature about this as opposed to um like mitch mcconnell being challenged and stuff like that you know like um the democrats as a party despite losing the house in the midterms they seem to do be doing much better with like inter party unity than the republicans are and that's going to be huge when 2024 comes up because if biden does choose to run again they will already have their base um kind of there their coalition will be there they'll be ready they'll be ready to start mobilizing while the republicans will be likely coming off a very very brutal primary if trump wins he's going to be hurt from ron DeSantis. If ron DeSantis does win he's going to be completely damaged by trump and if there's another candidate that i haven't said um tucker carlson or someone if someone else runs it's going to be very chaotic it's going to be very chaotic on the republican side and that it, uh, it can just be messy so the democrats really showing their maturity and the unity that they have this early right after the election that's something that's very big so he um he was elected leader and the um the whip um is going to be um from massachusetts Catherine clark she is currently the assistant speaker but she's going to be the whip um the whip is basically just kind of like um the person that counts the votes you know, so like, say Nancy Pelosi was like, hey, how many people are going to support this? The whip, their job would be to kind of figure out who's doing what, who's doing what, and trying to get them to vote in line with what the party wants. They're doing more of the dirty work than kind of the speaker would do. So that is going to Kathleen Clark. And then um, uh, California Rep. Uh, Peter Alger, he was um, vice chair of the caucus, and now he's going to um, win the Democratic caucus. So what they are doing is they're going to be leading in the minor minority. So being a minority leader is very different than being the majority leader, right? Being the majority leader, it is you really have to keep all of your members in a line. You have to you have to be united in your front. As a minority leader, you want to try to break down that. So it's much more kind of offensive, I would say, because if you if you have a majority, you just want to make sure everyone votes um in a line, but if you're on um if the minority don't really have much to lose 
So um, I just really, to emphasize this, like one last time, because this is really important, like the reason he was able to do do this, you know, is because he Pelosi and Hoyer and Clyburn, they're all said they're they're all gonna be stepping down. And that's big. That um it's really uh it's big because like the age gap, it's it's really large between him and Pelosi and Clyburn and all these like Clyburn's is also eighty two and um Hoyer he, uh getting out there. But like all these like the eight, yeah. So the all three of them, like the current three big people in House Democratic leadership, the youngest person there is eighty-two. It goes eighty-two, eighty-two, eighty-three. They are very, very, very old compared to like Catherine Clark or Jeffers and like all these people. It's it's really singling. There's going to be a new wave in Democratic House leadership. What does this mean? Why do I care? This is the big part. The reason that this is going to be such a big shakeup is because, like I said, Pelosi has been there for like 20 years. She was, she has always been there. And um, the longer you're there, the kind of easier it becomes, you know, like just like I guess practice really does make perfect and stuff like that. You can learn from your mistakes, but handing it over to someone with 30 year, 30 years younger, that's big. It's really big. And it allows, the possibility for maybe some issues that are more important to younger voters, like uh, climate jackson and like um, how much college uh, costs, it's it's much more likely that you might be able to see some of those issues being forced, and those are very very popular compared to maybe some of like the the quote unquote like boring stuff that like Nancy Pelosi is focusing on, like you know like budget and all that stuff. It's still gonna be done, but it's definitely um. There's going to be a, 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 I believe there's going to be a higher emphasis on kind of the, um, it's going to be younger generation. This, I guess in a larger sense, this is really, uh, it shows how America just kind of wants younger, like the younger generation is really phasing in, like the younger generation, the voters, the activists and all those people, they're phasing in and they are starting to become more and more of the electorate as the boomers start to get phased out. Um, like the millennials and Gen Z and Gen X, all these people there, they are here, they are large, and they are really going to be making their difference. So the electorate shift, it's going to be huge. If you are going to see in the next like 10 years, the it, it's going to shift. Like the Republicans, how they campaign, it's going to be less um, kind of like things kind of aimed at getting older voters out and trying to get more younger voters. But Democrats have been really focused on younger voters for some time now. So it's really, it's going to change up politics in a big way. And this is kind of, it shows that. So this is it for the episode. However, there is some housekeeping notes. Um, if you go to why do I care pod.com, you can find all of our stuff, including like a link tree to all the links, all the socials. There's a YouTube channel. Um, I post uh, videos there that are definitely more visual. I highly recommend everyone checks it out there. Um, I think it's really helpful to have kind of like a visual component uh, that really does help in kind of conveying the message and the things I'm trying to share. Um, uh, be sure to subscribe to the email list. I haven't really, I don't, I really don't send up that many emails. It's usually just like if there's important news or something like that. Um, there's all my socials so people can reach out to me. Feel free to send in questions. Um, Whenever people send in questions, I kind of gather them for like a mailbag episode. And um, yeah, thank everybody so much for listening and have a great rest of your day.